0: Hello welcome to another episode of On the Floor with Wayne and Rob. I'm Wayne Highlander, Director of National Sales North America Adhesives.
1: Oh my, we have, I'm Rob Johnson from Bona Training. Oh. Well but just, we have a new director in the house. Well, Notice, I, let's run through that one again. Please, I, say it, uh, your new title. Oh, I don't right want to say here. it again. Oh, I want to hear it again. Everybody wants to hear it.
0: Director of sales, uh, uh at, at okay, I got <laughs> I'm still getting used to it. Director of uh, of, adhesive in Director yeah. of adhesive sales, North America. Director.
1: Yeah. Adhesive sales, North America. Yeah. So that's Canada and the United States.
0: You know, if you look up NAM, it could also mean Mexico. Although I don't do anything in Mexico. I thought. Uh, Mexico is L.A.M. Uh, that's a good question. Actually, it can be construed to, I uh, mean, uh, 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 N.A.M. as well, I believe. I don't know. Who cares? You're just looking,
1: to, you're just looking to take over <clears throat> more territory.
0: <laughs> I Don't do anything in Mexico, <laughs> anyhow. That's
1: it.
0: And we've got a great team up in Canada that uh, with Jordan and, and, and Brad and Nico and Darren that take care of Canada. So, uh, yeah. So, anyhow.
1: I'm All up right. here right now. I'm in Toronto doing a school with uh, – Jordan was in yesterday Nico and Darren have been with me so doing a three day up here going really good great please
0: please for God's sakes don't say anything about your trip to Canada okay As you said it you're up there congrats let's just move on. Well, let me tell you
1: about the trip up here. Wayne. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, no, that's okay. No, you, you hate my traveling trips to Canada, you know, um, traveling I, stories. Yeah, I,
0: I I did get a, a promotion and it's a it's an honor to lead the team. Um, and, you know, a, a lot of things come with age. <laughs> some of them, some of them good, some of them not so good. And um, yesterday I was going through a drive through with Judy. Now, if you're in East Tennessee, there's a fast food chain that no one else in the world knows about called Pals. P is in Paul, A-L-S, Pals. And they're hideous looking stores. And when I first moved here, I could not understand why everybody was clamoring always. I mean, they're, they're full every day. It's a drive through fast food place. And then we moved here. And then now um, we, we go to them twice a day, probably, uh, to get their iced tea, their unsweet iced tea. But yesterday, we went through the line. And Judy said, uh, two plain teas, please, and senior discount. I went, <laughs> wait, what? she goes senior discount I go well I don't know about that Jude why why why, why did you have to say that why senior you discount she goes well it's cheaper I go yeah I know but i like how much could it possibly I mean I don't know about that that's the first time I heard it out loud you know what I mean and um um she said well they raised the price like four times in the last year so um it's funny how money, your perception of money changes as in life as you get older. And I started thinking, it was like, it made it was like 20 cents a drink difference. Okay. But when I was a sophomore in high school and my older brother was a senior, we were living in Virginia, uh, going to Hampton High School. And, um, you know, we didn't bring our, we, we we brought our lunch. Okay. We didn't buy our lunch at school. We brought our lunch every day. Okay. But. Did you bring your Did you bring your lunch, or just take other kids? No, we no no we brought our lunch. Are you sure? Yeah, positive. Okay. Okay. I never do that. But but for thirty five cents, you could buy a piece of cake. Right, this is a military school. Okay, and uh, or it was all military kids going there mostly, and um, so you know thirty five cents. I didn't have thirty five cents on many occasions, right? So what I what I would do is um, I would. I would sneak into my dad's room, bedroom, like late at night or super early in the morning, and I bring a baseball with me. Okay. And I would low crawl to my dad's pants and rifle through there until I found some, you know, he didn't have a lot, uh, any money, but he had a lot of change. So, <laughs> so I would get 30, 35 cents out. Okay. For, for, for the chocolate cake. Okay. Now the base the baseball was in case he he woke up and saw me like, what the hell are you doing?" I'd say hey, my ball I, I, my ball rolled into the room or whatever and I was getting my ball, right So that's how I, I would get um you know my my piece of cake, my fat, fat ass would have cake that day And then one day, and this uh, honest God, my brother who's a senior, was in the lunch line ahead of me, <laughs> I mean like 20 people ahead of me. I just happened to notice him you know and then i just happened to notice him and, and the cake was like cellophane to the uh, to the to the to the plate right i noticed him pick up a piece of cake and then just put it in his coat pocket okay <laughs> well we could not get caught stealing i mean that was you know you, you would never that, that that would be a problem so I had to let Steve in on my little, my little uh, foray every morning or, you know, late at night to, and I'd have to get out another 35 cents for him. Um, when you lived on a military base, so oftentimes the, the NCO clubs, the non-commissioned officer club, they would have, um, they would have slot machines, one, one arm bandits, you know, and that's why he had a lot of change in his pockets a lot of times. So I justified it like. All right well either the one-arm band is going to get the money or the two-arm band is going to get the money, you know what I mean mm-hmm. and uh, so you know I look at now like Judy, why would you even like for, for, for heaven's sakes to lower ourselves to say senior discount um, but your perspective changes over time.
1: Yeah you know? but right yeah, instead of getting the discount, uh, I'm shocked that you just didn't go in and uh, and steal the tea no 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 not anymore you know i'm not gonna steal tea it's too heavy you're not gonna steal the tea no right. any, any kind of volume it would be too heavy you, you didn't steal the tea right? no no um you have, you have no problem huh the, the, with what you highlanders just stealing stealing from your dad stealing from oh, it's, well it's inter- internally it's fine it's okay as long as you keep it in the clan yeah <laughs>
0: okay rob uh, Rob, I have got to read something, and um, and this is uh, – uh, can I go ahead and do that? I, yeah. I think – I was fascinated by this, and, and I just really think it's super interesting. And I, I was shocked by this news, okay? Absolutely shocked by it. And this comes from Builder Magazine, and uh, the article is by uh, Ali Wolf, A-L-I-W-O-L-F, and it's entitled, Where Have the Workers Gone? Okay? Uh, So I'm just going to read you some of this that I thought was very interesting, Uh, right? So this is from the Bureau of Labor Statistics, okay? Job openings and labor turnover uh, says that there are 0.6 unemployed people per job opening, meaning there is roughly one person available for every two jobs posted. Isn't that amazing? Um, So I'm going to go on here. The prime late, the prime age labor force participation rate, an important cut of the data, only looking at those from 25 to 54 years old, has returned to its pre-pandemic level at 83.1%. The current rate is down from its peak, 84.6% in, in, in 1999. But listen, um, the change in the labor force is, is of particular interest to the construction industry. Uh, the job openings and in construction industries averaged 402,000 per month. Okay, that was in 2022. This is up 45% from 2018 when there were 277,000 openings per month. There are signs that there's a there's a better availability of workers since housing starts are, are down cyclically, but the lack of labor uh, is is a longstanding issue. So the obvious question is where have the workers gone? And this is where I think is interesting. So where have the workers gone? Okay, they attribute it to four things. One of these is shocking to me, okay. But I'm going to start with probably what we. One of the obvious is the aging workforce. Prior to the pandemic, 55 plus labor force participation rate, 55 years and older, was 40.3 percent. Then it's dropped to 38.6 percent recently, okay. Um, As the pandemic unfolded, many baby boomers retired early or took an opportunity to take an extended break. these, some of these will unretire, but that hasn't shown up in the data
1: yet, right? Uh, Wait, hold on a minute. Yeah. You said 55 and younger. Yeah. Right? 55 yep, and yep. younger. Yeah. There's only 38% of guys 55 years old working.
0: Uh, okay. Prior to the pandemic, the, the, the 55 plus year old labor force partition rate stood at 40.3%. Okay, three years later, it dropped down to thirty-eight point six percent. Okay, because the baby boomers are retiring and going away and what have you,
1: okay? So sixty-two percent of guys or people over fifty-five aren't working. Yeah. That that, you gotta be kidding me. Do you know anybody? Fifty five or younger, not working? uh n- no wow
0: that's okay seems like a crazy stat man so more systematic though is the fact that in 2030 all the baby boomers will be a retirement age okay this will lead to additional pressure on the labor force of the overall work age and the generations behind them the gen xers okay so let's see uh Combined with that, with the uh, general failing fertility rates, the U.S. labor demographic pressure on both ends of the spectrum of the workforce is going to be a problem. So you've got younger kids having to, to carry the bulk of the work. And they're not having kids. What the hell are they doing? They're not working. They're not having kids. <laughs> I don't know Could what's be going boring, on there.
1: Huh? At yeah. Least you if you're not working. You think it, you'd be. It, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so so i leans leans on this call so we can't get you know mm -hmm, we can't go too crazy down that path but yeah you would think if you're not working you're already more production this is a
0: generation that where you know people are saying yeah these guys don't work they don't work they don't work whatever and couple that with more baby boomers are retiring i mean by the you know by 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 the year everyone was retiring it's going to put more pressure on them to work and they're not having kids. So that, that's one problem, okay? So the second problem I thought was super interesting to me. Um, and that is, well, no, well, I'll go to the next one is immigration, okay? Immigration has traditionally been a way to help augment the this domestic labor force. However, it's surprising to me that the, the, uh, the most recent data from the U.S. Department of Homeland Security indicates the number of people seeking permanent residence status has fallen from 30, has fallen 37% okay so that's down all right so the shortage of labor is is viewed as severe enough that immigration looks like the most prominent short-term solution uh but it's uh uh, it's not gonna be able to ramp up fast enough to take up the void but here's the third one that that really i think is shocking drug abuse drug abuse the opioid epidemic epidemic is is another contributor to the constrained labor pool. They've been identified as a significant cause of death in the United States and in turn a uh, decline in labor force participation. Is that shocking or what? Drug abuse. Yes. The report found that cum- cumulatively since, 2000, since the year 2000, 556,000 people have died of opioid overdoses. Not only is this a terrible human tragedy, but it also adversely affects the number of people available to work. Wow. What about the meth heads? I mean can't they do something like they could be the new heroes you know what I mean I don't know it seems like they could do like production like <laughs> delivering packages or some assembly
1: line stuff and they'll probably work for the dope That's uh, it's crazy um what about the meth heads
0: additionally other my, people that
1: are my, my oh my
0: yep <laughs> Additionally, other people that are facing addiction but have not died are also unavailable to work. uh They have put this number as high as nine hundred thousand additional workers and unable to work due to various addiction issues
1: that is that is shocking to me so that is one of the top four reasons top four people reasons aren't working yeah, dying or on dope on drugs yeah drug yeah yeah
0: somehow we should be like like in in those addicted group as alcoholics and what have you somehow you just have to tailor them to what they would do best you know what i mean i think there's a i think we could tap that pool a little more than we do mm-hmm. i think a, a lot of people aren't even asking for drug tests anymore <laughs> that's you know what that's that in itself is pretty shocking all
1: right <laughs> number 4 um this whole this whole road you're going down is pretty shocking i hope this one makes the airwaves
0: well listen to number four and this is interesting too i thought but um doesn't surprise me but i didn't think that the magnitude uh would take this many workers away alternative to traditional work according to this article lastly with the rise of TikTok and older platforms such as instagram and youtube there has been a segment of the workforce that is making money online i think I think there's a lot of pipe dream here. You know what I mean? I really do. I think there's, this inspires a lot of creativity and stuff like that, but one out of how many are going to make it in this, in this group, uh, based on the available data, there appears to be a small portion. Thank you of the potential workforce that may have dropped out to try to earn income on various social media sites. I can't imagine being, let's say you're a father, right? You worked your, your way up into business. Say, you, I don't know, maybe a director of sales, or something, I don't know, some kind of very extremely prestigious position And your kid has been like languishing in the basement till he's like twenty-eight years old, um, playing video games, and all of a sudden he's a TikTok star and he's making more money than you. Can you imagine how how angry you would be as a as a dad who who worked 30 years to get to where you were? And his you know, kids just the only
1: thing I wonder about these these influencers, right? Isn't that what you call them? Influencers, mm-hmm. TikTok influencers. One, I don't figure out how they get paid, but yeah, I, I know people are making money off of it. Yeah. But what's the sustainability of that? You know, how many years? Yeah. Uh, like, well, let's, say, let's say you're, you know, let's say you're Kim Kardashian. Well, Kim Kardashian, getting a little older now, you know, or mm-hmm. still, people still going to be following her for, or whatever, you know, I don't
0: they, don't, to, they, they don't They don't,
1: need to I know HR listens to this, so I don't want to get going crazy down that rabbit hole, but you're really afraid of HR these days, aren't you? <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's a whole, that's a whole, load of a, you want to explain that?
1: <laughs> um,
0: no, nope. nope. well, Car- not the, at the, all. No, the, Car- the Kardashians got so much money now, they don't care. They got enough money for five generations of Kardashians.
1: Well, all right. I- I guess that was a bad example but let's say a TikToker or whatever influencer you know how long can you do that exactly money at it okay
0: so to your earlier point according to the small business blog there are 20,000 to 40,000 influencers on Instagram with more than 1 million followers and 300,000 to 200 excuse me and 300,000 to 2 million that have more than 100,000 followers it is unclear how many of these influencers are based in the United States and how many of them would solely rely on social media channels for their income because they're, you, they're also doing like Uber driving and uh, delivering uh, Uber Eats and whatever, that that type of stuff. So these are jobs that typically wouldn't be, you know, I mean, they weren't money making jobs in the past. So they're all taking money away uh, together. All their, these factors contribute to the problems with the United States labor force. A big part of this aging of one of the largest seg- a big part of this is the aging of one of the largest segments the baby boomers boomers as more baby boomers retire further pressure will be put on the younger segments to increase workforce participation and economic output in addition to the general strain on the workforce and economy the labor shortage is strongly affecting the construction industry with an estimated shortage of over 500,000 workers Resolving the United States labor supply issue is of the utmost importance to help keep building costs down and produce homes quickly and age a, at a quick enough pace to keep up with demand.
1: Well, it's something that every it gets brought up at every single school, every single school. You know, <laughs> we're doing some discussions and you know talking during lunch and everything. Every single guy says the same thing anybody who's looking for guys they can't find them matter of fact at this school up here um new kid uh new to the business he's probably his early 20s i think really good kid Mm -hmm. and uh just people are shocked that he had never run a big machine never did this never He had him pulling a t-bar and everything today and uh three guys three guys were saying so are you going to go out on your own or uh you looking for a job three guys that are at this school are looking to hire this kid yeah i mean they're looking to hire the i mean they saw this kid and they're like oh my god this is this is exactly what i need you know wow yeah somebody who's coachable good kid can you imagine
0: how angry the, the 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 boomers are going to be in another 10 years? when the the, the kids are, are laying around not doing anything and they're going hey man you need you know you need to get out and work and I can I see the boomer going hey man I'm just playing video games man relax um
1: is that you in 10 years is that how you're going to talk
0: yeah who knows who knows uh i take one day at a time so it smells like
1: opportunity to me that's what I always say, it man. It feels like opportunity with all these kids who are, aren't getting into the trades and everything. Wow. It, it, the time couldn't be better because, you know, by the time you and I and guys our age are out of the game, think about it. There's going to be half the guys. There's never if... been
0: a better time to crush it in this trade. Yeah. Never been a better time. Yes. Get as, as much education. you your own price. Get as much education as you can right now. Learn to trade up as much as you can. Network as much as you can. And, and man, you can light it up. I'm going to tell you about a a young guy I met uh, last week. Uh, I hope I pronounced his name properly. Raphael Ferreria. Uh, F-E-R-R-E-I-R-A. High-end flooring services uh, with Carolina uh, Pro Flooring. Uh, Man, you know, the guy's also... You know, it's interesting the guys you meet in this trade. You know, again, he was a Carolina pro flooring. It's interesting the guys you meet in this trade. It's a young guy. Hard for me to tell people's ages anymore, you know, but he's in super good shape. And we got to talking at lunchtime. You know, he was installing a floor. He's a, he's a professional uh, downhill bicycle racer. You ever see those guys? Those guys are crazy, man. Jumping off all those cliffs and over those hills on the on the, on the bikes. Guys in super good shape, man. So they're they're out there, man. There's some studs out there, and there's opportunity everywhere, and more than ever before. So I think it says that's it. You know, stay away from some of you know the things that uh, that can take you out of the game, and um, and there's a great opportunity.
1: The last class I had in Monroe, he he came to that class. Oh, no kidding! Yeah, yeah. So oh, I'll be he's done. a great oh, guy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, great interesting. Kid. Yep and all over social media all you know he's doing it right he's doing it right and he's one of those guys i mean that man that younger generation once you know once we start clocking out yeah there's a lot of guys our age in the business we all you know we know yep. we see tons of them once they start clocking out there's going to be a hell of a there's going to be a hell of a shortage yeah not only is there a worker shortage now but there's it's going to get worse oh yeah so um, but i still i'm shocked at that one number fifty five and younger only thirty eight percent of those people are working yeah, that's wild well, construction
0: industry too does you know that's um you know it's it's like say we need a man in worse in worse than any any industry right now
1: I know that you have said this before, I can't think of it, I wish I could remember. What what the average age of a floor guy is? I've heard
0: fifty six years old was the average age, and I've heard fifty two. So regardless, somewhere in there, we know that it's it's up there.
1: That just sounds crazy to say that out loud, doesn't it? Yeah, that's yeah. old. Yeah, the average age that's pretty freaking old. Well,
0: depends on how you look at it. Now, now it looks pretty young to me. The um... When I was looking at uh, this guy work and um, the downhill racing and stuff that, that, that he used to do. And I was thinking that, you know, when you're a kid, you know, like I used to watch a lot of cowboy movies when I was a kid and uh, to prove yourself as a, as a man, like the, you know, like, uh, you, you know, like, um, in a lot of the cowboy movies, like the Indians would go and they would like have to bring back a feather from an Eagle. You know what I mean? Hmm. To, to like, you know, prove their manhood, like whatever, or, or they, they would have to, um, like climb up the highest peak in the mountain by themselves, or they'd have to camp out in the woods for a week and come back. And that mean that there's, a, you know, the, the, their transition into manhood. We lived where we, you could see the Pikes peak mountain right from our house in Colorado when we lived there and this influence, I just used to think, well, what can I do? You know what I mean? And, you know, we also live about a quarter mile from a seven 11. So, I used to look at that mountain and think, I wonder, you know, as a kid, you know what I mean? Like, how far would it be there if you walked there? And could I really stay over there overnight or whatever? And, and, or, and then I decided that I could, or I could just stay away from 7 I used to go to 7-Eleven and get a hostess, uh, uh, those uh, berries. I was going to say, pies. instead of
1: climbing the mountain, you probably went yeah.
0: and stole cake from 7-Eleven. No, but I stayed away from them for a week. That was my, you know, transition into manhood. Get stuff. I wouldn't get my blueberry pies every week.
1: No Hostess Blueberry Pies for a week. No, yeah. That's it. Uh, I can it, do it. it I'm a man. You got to tough it out. The time has come. Rob, you want to talk about? I'm going to give you a bell for that. A bell or or, or uh, a? A any- bell. And, you know, now that we rang the bell, uh, we received an email from a listener. I can't believe it. He didn't care for the bell. Yeah. Yep. He said the bell was too loud in his earplugs or earmuffs or whatever he's wearing. Mm. that ditched the uh, bell. Yeah. So he wants us to get rid of the bell. Mm. And uh, okay, you know, you asked for it if you want to get rid of the bell. We have to have some sort of sound effect. Yeah. Uh, How about this sorry. one?
0: Or perhaps this one. I don't know, maybe... This one so we'll have to decide which one we go with okay rob i just thought it would be interesting to talk about uh, the labor statistics and uh, again I, I think it's uh, you know it's on one hand if you're an established business you need employees you know not such great news uh, necessarily because just, we still face the same labor challenges we've we've had but on the other hand if you're a young person coming up or you have young kids nephews nieces family members that are looking to to, to get into a great trade uh man uh, the the sky's the limit it really is can you imagine when we started
1: we well, didn't have in the floor people
0: yeah we didn't have training like this when we started we didn't have uh all the opportunities for training and and everything now so that's a great opportunity for you for young people today to learn a great trade okay rob i appreciate your your limited input And this has been another episode of On the Floor with Wayne and Rob. Please stay tuned for another episode.